Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome inside the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise himself, Lloyd Spence. And now, your host, Lloyd Spence. Go get him, baby. All right, that music you hear playing in the background, Michael Jackson or the Jackson 5's ABC can only mean one thing, that my special guest host today is none other than Wave 3 TV aficionado and expert, guru and legend, Kendrick Haskins is joining me today on the ACC. What's up, Kendrick? What's going on, man? There's a lot of words that I don't know if they apply to me or not. They <laughs> apply. They apply. Way three. <laughs> they apply. You know what you are, man. <laughs> <laughs> More than anything, I think I'm just old. Man, just maintaining in these strange times we live again. You know, you go to Kroger and there's no meat in the meat department and <laughs> can't get life all. It's just. Very strange time. The part I don't understand is the toilet tissue. I don't get that part. I why <laughs> is toilet tissue so necessary, and why is it such a a, a defense against the coronavirus? I don't understand that. And, and no one has explained why they're doing that. Right. <laughs> it's just people right. No one has, that's exactly right. No one has an explanation. <laughs> it's just no. we all need toilet tissue, and, and that's, just, that's that's all we know. <laughs> and, and like and like when they at least the symptoms, none of the symptoms include diarrhea. So I'm like, where is this coming from? <laughs> none of the symptoms are diarrhea. That's a great point. <laughs> it's, it's isn't it ironic that we need tissue but not emodium. So I don't know what <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, Pepto's not in the mix. Like, right. People in this. People People are, are but I get it. Man. I get it. People have, have kind of lost their minds, and we're trying to figure out where we are. And I guess that was also the scene uh, last week in Greensboro. So let's go back a little bit and um, talk about, uh, I guess, Wednesday night. We'll start with Wednesday night. What were you guys doing when you heard the news that Rudy Gobert had uh, contracted the coronavirus? And what was the scene like in Greensboro? You know, it was a, it was a surreal. The whole time in Greensboro was as surreal a time as I'll ever experience in my life. And so, I drove to Greensboro on Wednesday. Okay. And so we were. My plan was go there, get settled in my hotel room, go get something to eat, then head over to the arena because. Uh, the winner of the Syracuse North Carolina game was playing U of L the next night. Well, that game didn't start until like 9.30, so I had plenty of time you know, to go get something to eat. So I'm on my way to meet uh, Ken Spencer from WHAS and his photographer, Nick, out in a restaurant, and that's when I heard it on the way there. So then our feeling at that point was like, uh, they're not going to play this thing. We didn't, we, didn't, we figured the ACC tournament would be canceled, but still thought they would probably play the NCAA just in empty arena. So we get over to Greensboro and get over to the arena. And 
it's a nice crowd there. I mean, Syracuse, North Carolina, of course. And, you know, I talked to him, you know, when we talk on television, MOS is this man on the street. So we, I talked to a few fans um, up on the concourse or whatever. And, you know, they were all, you know, upset. You know, they're not going to be able to be at the game the next night. Right. And so the funny thing was, I was kind of, it wasn't on purpose, but I was set up kind of by where the, uh, you know, those gift shop things are, at, at, you know, at tournaments, which, you know, right, shirts right, and hats right. and all that stuff. And people are like, when are they going to bring the prices down on this stuff? <laughs> that was what they were more concerned with than anything. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> when are they bringing the prices so, down on the hats? Because clearly. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so after the game, <laughs> right? So after the game, they, the way they did the post game, I thought they were just going to bring everyone to the podium. I was like, they're not going to let us in, guys. But they did. They had them behind a little barrier, but see, we're still like there in their faces. It's not like <laughs> you know that little barrier was doing anything. Right. Right. So we we had to be like up um, through. Uh, Syracuse players, one of them was Buddy Behan. Really nice kids, and you know they. It still was kind of like that point. It was still like you know it's going. They were like, yeah, it would be weird to play the game with no fans, but they were focused on Louisville because you know you would blew them out when they played in the Gym Center. It was just like a couple of weeks ago, right. and so they were focused on that. But the whole time, I'm like. They're not going to play the game tomorrow. I just had we just had it in my mind that it wasn't going to happen. So then Thursday comes, funny thing is, not to me, my life is weird. So mm-hmm. I'm laying there asleep. I planned on getting up at 9.30. I get a, I get a text message from one of the group texts that I'm in from my buddies. These fools talk about zombie apocalypse and all this stuff. No. <laughs> so I just no. happened to, while, so while I was woke up from that, I just happened to check my emails and saw that, the ACC is having a press conference at 10 over at the arena. It's like 9 at this point. So I'm going to run. I'll hurry up, get up, throw on some clothes, throw a toothbrush in my mouth, and head out. They announced that they're still playing. And this was at like, well, it was supposed to be at 10. I don't think uh, Swafford got in there until like 1045. Mm. And so he's he up here announcing that they're still going to play. And, like, they're all looking at each other like, that's crazy. But he even said then, you know, it's changing minute by minute. So I'm still like, there's no way they're going to play this game. <laughs> right, right. So the press conference ends. Then we get a text message from Kenny Klein, you know, that Vince Tyler is going to be available for a press conference at the team hotel at 1230. So we was like, oh, we, we got time to go eat. So we're going, we go to eat. At this place, but I'll tell you about it later. And um, while we're eating, that I mean, that's when they canceled the game, and it was like, but like Florida State had already warmed up, and people in the arena were like, they thought they were going to play, and they took them off the floor, and then they thought they were going to cancel it, but then they came back out. So it was just strange. So we go over to the team hotel, we get Vince Tyree, and at that point, to that point, it was. About one o'clock. So let me, let me jump in there real quick because I think I texted you around the time they were on the floor because I'm watching it from home going, 
what kind of information do they have that makes them think they should still be playing this game? Because it would look they right, would look crazy. Because every, everybody had already started canceling. All the other right. conferences had canceled at that point. But I wish you could have I wish you could have seen the look on uh Jay Billis's face as the team was running on the floor and Florida State's band was playing. He looked like a man who had just been told that uh his Geico uh insurance has been canceled. Like what is going on? I thought I was paid up for the year and <laughs> it just looks stunned. And you should see Jay Billis' face in between all the live hits he was having to do at Greensboro because he was like, do they think I'm just a toy and just pull a string and I start talking? <laughs> Jay was having a day. Jay was having a day. Yeah, I mean, you can see, uh, see his expression on his face yeah. <laughs> by about, four, about 5, 6 o'clock when he's done his umpteen live shot. Oh, he was like, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> so, well, Jay had, Jay, so Jay had to know there was nothing else to talk about. Like they, right. at that point, it was just bad. <laughs> right. So, so at so the, the press conference, uh huh. And he announces bad. in the press conference, the press conference was at one o'clock. He announces that they're having another meeting at two o'clock. So at this point, you know the conference tournaments are canceled, but the NCAA hasn't been. And so at that point when he said that, I looked over at somebody else was like, well, if they're going to meet at 2 o'clock, then what we're talking about now is going to be irrelevant in, in an hour. Right. <laughs> and, sure, and sure enough, it was. <laughs> so, but he had mentioned in that press conference there was a chance that all of spring sports would be canceled, but he, it was, but he was vague about it. It was so vague it wasn't anything he could use. And so I think it was, what, an hour an hour and a half later. No, it was no, it was around four. It was around four or something that they came out and canceled everything. Because I'd already shot my stand ups for my because I had to do a story for five thirty and six twenty. Mm-hmm. And I'd already shot my stand up saying we still don't know about the NCAA. And I had to go back out there and reshoot them. <laughs> right, because it right. came out while I was editing. <laughs> so, wow! So yeah, it was a, yeah, it was it was a crazy crazy couple of days in Greensboro. Did did you guys get a chance to talk to Chris Mack at all in regards to uh, his feelings as to what uh, everything that was going on? Not in Greensboro, which was kind of irritating to me. And I mean, I've I've been one that defends Chris Mack left and right. I, I I really like Chris Mack as a as a player, as a person, and as a coach. But we're in the team hotel doing a press conference with Vince Tyree, and Chris is sitting in the lobby. <laughs> He's sitting right there. We got we got shots of him and everything, but he didn't talk to us. And I, that 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 kind of bugged me. Was like you know, the teachers on, but he did come. He hasn't still. He still hasn't had a press conference, but. They'll be okay. Why well, I got him on Monday and we got him yesterday. And so, at least we have heard from him on camera. I just wish, I mean, you know, in the moment, nice yeah. do you think he was in shock? Do you think he was just overwhelmed by the whole thing and just could, didn't know how to respond? There's probably a little bit of that. And then, and you know, he's the media portion of his job, I think, to him is kind of like the necessary evil. He doesn't because he has to, so I think it's more a little bit of that too. So, 
But you know, to each of them. Yeah. It, it was the thing. The fallout has been. The fallout has been crazy because, like, the NCAA tournament would have started, well, the playing days would have been yesterday. Would have started right. yesterday. Well, Darius Perry and Darius Perry announced he's leaving Jordan yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. So I'll jump to that real quick. What did he give a reason? Is he like what's the reason that he's transferring? They never, uh, they never actually give an actual reason. He just, you know, I'm sure playing time is a big part of it. But I would have thought that he was going to see more playing time next year because the two other people at his position are leaving. First came to mind. So, and so unless. The, uh, the NCAA grants everybody another year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. They're bad. And this period so, time is being diminished, so that could be part of it. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the extra year thing? I, I have my feelings. I, I don't, you know, as as much as I hate all of this that's going on, I, I in, you know, I feel for the seniors, I just don't think that's the right way to go. I, I think this is life, and in life, you, you unfortunately run into those moments where you're going to be deeply disappointed. You're going to be deeply hurt. Right. And, you know, this is obviously unprecedented. But at the same time, life deals you these kinds of blows. And, and you have to, you know, adjust. And I think in giving these guys an extra year, you punish. Because now what are you going to do? Are you going to extend scholarships out? So that the incoming freshman, you know, it's just, I just think you, it's just a rabbit hole we shouldn't have to go down. Uh, yeah, because I've got mixed feelings on it too. When I first heard it, I was all for it. But then right. when you really think about it, yeah, but when you really think about it and calm down, it's like, and what's that mean for these incoming freshmen who, you know, coming in thinking they're going to get this plenty of time? Right. Well, not or not. Not or not. You know, and then, and then, that could affect team chemistry, and we got all those other problems that you know that come along with that. And so, I could I, I could I could see both sides of the argument, but I've got a feeling that the NCAA is not going to do it. Yeah, I just I just think it's just opening up a can that you just don't want to do, and it, it doesn't. I just don't think it it fixes anything. You know what I mean? It just. Right. Okay, they get to play an extra year, but that's it. You're saying the reason why they're playing is because they're giving up NBA opportunities, which they're not. You know, I think there's enough tape on these guys at this point where if they want to go to the NBA, they can go to the NBA. You know, it's, you know, there's no, you don't have to play an extra year just to put about more tape or whatever. So I don't know. I, I just think it's it's not a great idea. I did. I'm like you. I did think it was okay at first, but I think that was the emotion of the moment, uh, speaking mm-hmm. louder than the actual um, reality of the moment. So the person I feel sorry for the most in all of this, I think, is Ryan McMahon. Yeah. That kid has been through everything in yeah. <laughs> his five years. He's not going to go. He comes in and gets redshirted. Then they 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 had the self inflicted ban. Then they had he played ends up playing for three different coaches. Right. <laughs> and then it's then it's sitting here and it's like this. And so that's it. He's one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. 
He is so nice. He's such a good kid. I, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> well, I blame Dick Vitale because this was his, you know, he was the one that recommended him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sure I, you're real fans. As much as they love Ryan McMahon, will be glad they don't have to hear that story every time you ask me. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Dick Vitale never let it not be known that he was responsible right. for Ryan McMahon being there. So, right. some of the ACC this year for us. Some of the ACC this year for us. What are your thoughts overall? It's been, it was an interesting year, and I think we were headed toward a really interesting and exciting tournament conclusion. Um, so, that means you weren't there for the presentation of the, the regular season uh, tournament, and according to the Florida State Senate, national champion, Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> 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 um, that was weird in this in and of itself, but to sum up the year in your order, um, in your opinion of what you thought the ACC was this year, it was obviously down. It was, it was strange. It was a very strange year because there was because take Clemson for example. Clemson beat Louisville, Duke, and Florida State. I got three of them. At home, got blown out by all three of them on the road. Right. Because <laughs> you're going to be Clemson. I mean, they, they beat them by like 37 points in the play. But it was just a very strange season. I think Florida State was definitely the best best team in the conference. Mm-hmm. And, that, and like Florida State was a bad matchup for Louisville because they're so long and they're so athletic. A really athletic team gave U of L problems because U wasn't as athletic as as it happened in the years past. And so they they were the best team I saw in the conference. I was never sold on Duke at all, and like they they kept pushing them and kept pushing. Oh, Duke is going to make a run. And she was seen Duke win a couple of games. They would get out of high, but then they would lose. <laughs> that good. But when Louisville beat them at Duke, yes, it's impressive because it's a win at Duke. Anytime you win, beat Duke at Duke, it's impressive. But I was not shocked because I was like, Louisville's a better team than Duke. Right, <laughs> right, right. But then to see North Carolina be so bad, and that was shocking. Because I even thought once they got they got healthy at the end of the year, I thought they were going to make a run because that was a team. I was telling people I didn't think Louisville wanted to see in the ACC tournament because they're going to be riding a high. Their last game was going to be their last game regardless because they weren't going to make the tournament if they didn't win the t- ACC tournament. Right. And so I thought they, they were going to come in with the hair on fire, ready to play, and they get smacked by Syracuse. <laughs> so it was just a very very strange year. I I completely agree. I. I guess to me, the one thing that was interesting about the ACC this year is that I don't know what teams I were watching. Like you said, one minute you're seeing one of the more classic Duke-North Carolina rivalry games and saying, man, both these teams could make a run in in the tournament and, and who knows what could happen. And then you see them the next game, and they're getting beat by 20. So you're like, I don't know. You just don't know what you're watching. Louisville, like you said, they go out and dominate North Carolina, and they get smacked around by, who? I mean, whoever. I mean, it's just, it was just a very strange year. But having said all that, the top four teams, depending on what the seeding would have been, 
possibly could have made a run. I mean, it was a weird, weird year. No, so like Virginia, Virginia was bad until about February. Right. <laughs> then all of, then all of a sudden, the light went on. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I know, I think a lot of their fans point to that U of L being in the Young Center when we were actually won. Right. Virginia scored like 80 points in that game. And they went crazy from three in the second half of that game. It's just a t- I mean, the ACC was a microcosm of the whole country. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I completely agree with that. Like that. Completely agree with that. Yeah, I it was it, like I said, it was a strange year. I don't know, and I think this would have been one of the better NCAA tournaments. Not because the teams were talented, but this just because there was so much uncertainty as to what was actually going to happen. I think anybody who said they knew who was going to win the national title this year was bananas. They were crazy. Right. It was wide so like, open. This was, that's, that's the thing that hurts the most is because this was the most wide open NCAA season ever that I can remember. Yeah. And because Kansas stood out, they were good, but they were falling off at the end of the season. They were. They and were. so I like, Kansas, Kansas looked like the strongest team, but Kansas has, they always have, they have a long history of bailing out early and getting upset. Oh, yeah. So, that's the Bill Self way. And like, I was, I was interested to see what Dayton could do because just just about every team they played, Obi Toppin was going to be the best player on the floor, mm-hmm. and so I was I was really interested in Dayton. Dayton was one of the teams I was going to add over the Final Four if the bracket did come out because they had a fun they're fun to watch because I watched them when they play out in Maui, and that's mm-hmm. a fun team. And so if that's the heartbreaking part, because anybody could have won this tournament this year. Yeah. Well, we'll be wondering all year what might have been, um, but as we press forward, do you think the response of the ACC and, by and large, the team you cover, U of L, to cancel even the spring sports was the right decision? Well, I mean, at that point, they had to because everyone else did. So we were going to play each other. <laughs> right, right. One of those things that like, they didn't have, really have a choice in the matter, but they they were one of the first to do that though. Yes, that is. They right. were out, they were they were way behind in canceling the basketball tournament, but they were one of the first to come out there and say they're going to cancel all of spring sports. And they they may be the first major conference to say that. I know they were up, they were amongst the first few to say it. And it's just one of those things. It's like. Everyone else is doing it, and so even if you really don't agree, because I, I would imagine there are some people higher up who don't agree with all of this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And they can't, you, they can't say anything because they look insensitive and it's a bad look, but at the same time, they not, and you know everyone's not on board with it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll even go a step further. I listened to the tenor of a lot of the coaches that were speaking uh, and I'm not trying to call a bunch of guys out, but just a lot of the big-name coaches that were speaking in various conferences, and you could hear the underlying tone in their in their voice that they weren't really on board with this, but, you know, they can't just come out and say it, and then obviously you look crazy for saying it. you got you got to right. kind of roll with what the decision is. But they were hurting inside. I mean – I can think oh, yeah. of four or five of them that were definitely on, you know, they were being interviewed, and you listen to them, you're like, 
He really wants to say, I want to play. That's what he really wants to say. Yeah. Chris Mack basically tweeted that. I give him credit yeah. for that. He basically did tweet that. Yeah, he said everything, yeah. but this is this is BS. <laughs> right. Right. Because he, he was saying, why are we not following the lead of the NBA and just postponing, not canceling? And he's like, well, one thing I know for sure, I'm going to see an NBA champion, a Major League Baseball champion, and a hockey champion, but why are we not going to have a champion in college basketball? And, and that's, 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 that's as close to the line as I think he needs to get. The stop right there. Yeah. He did. And I didn't yeah, and he did. Right, right. Well, so, so we press forward. Uh, I guess the next big thing would be the NFL draft. And... It looks like U of L is riding on the hopes of one person, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Captain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that for a second because I, I, I guess you can't say this is a down year for U of L because of the success they had in the regular season. But are you surprised that there are not more legitimate drafts? Prospects other than Makai Vickton? Well, their biggest prospects are coming back. Like, their sixth pass as a receiver. He's probably the one of them. Yeah, Makai Vickton was their best prospect. You know, he's a giant man, and he saw his athleticism. He's a giant man, Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah. He's so big. He's a uh, huge uh, man. Their sixth pass is a heck of a player. They like, have a lot coming back. And yeah. it's also a testament to show you what uh, Satterfield inherited when you do only have one player going in NFL out of a yeah. Power Five conference. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> good. That is good. the recruiting was when Bobby Petrino left. And so they were, they've got a lot coming. I'm telling you, Lord, you go into that football complex and it is night and day. It's like you can't get over just how much more positive everyone is over there. The players are, the coaches are, the coaches are super positive. They're, they're just nice guys. They remind you of like of just a group of guys that are just a group of friends that, have, mm. that just all happen to work together. And, like, you can see it. I mean, you go over there. I went over there for the coaches' show. I did one-on-one interviews with all the position coaches and coordinators or whatever. And so when I went over there for the few minutes, they were all in there. <laughs> and I'm just wow. getting the one on one by one. And they all throwing jokes, just clowning each other. I mean, they're awesome. And it's like it's it's just refreshing to see and then for them to have the success they had this past season, you couldn't have the root for it because they was this is because those kids have been through so much. And so when you also got thrown in on top of the Petrino stuff, the name the whole naming of the stadium because of the Papa John stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going on the year before. <laughs> so, 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 okay, so you bring up something interesting. I want to go back for a second because that is a very, very interesting point. Because So I'm, I'm going to bring full disclosure here. Uh, one of my best friends in the world was working for Western Kentucky in the moment that uh, Tom Jurek hired Bobby Petrino. And he had just, and actually he was the head athletic trainer there at Western Kentucky, and had gotten fired by Petrino because he would not uh, green light certain players faster than 
uh, Pacino wanted him to. He wanted to get guys back on the field, and, and my guy is very cautious about the way that he would approach that situation. So, make a long story short, when Petrino was hired, you remember I was working at uh, at iHeart, and I called Tom Drick, and I said, hey, man, we need to have a conversation. Because if you want me to go in there and speak positively about this hire, I need to understand your line of thinking. So he, he invited me over to U of L, and I sat in his office. We sat in there for about 30, 40 minutes, and I said, man, you got to tell me, this is the best that you could get at U of L? Like, I don't understand. He was like, Lloyd, you got to listen to me. I, I, I had, and he told me he had like a three or four hour meeting with this guy, and he's going to be different, and it's not going to be the same. And then I went and talked to Rocco. Rocco is the, for those who don't know, Rocco Gaspar is the uh, football sports information uh, guy, coordinator for University of Louisville. So I went and talked to Rocco, and I said, hey, man, are you cool with this? Because I knew Rocco had had a lot of problems with this guy. And so he said, yeah. So he said, <laughs> he said, he sounds like he's different. It sounds like he's going to be different. I trust Tom. Okay. So fast forward, and it was exactly the same thing he was before. <laughs> and with less winning. At least he's less winning. <laughs> right, you didn't get the wins this time. These were a jerk the first time they were winning. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it makes you have an, appreci- an even greater appreciation for just how good Lamar Jackson was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it clearly was amazing because he overcame a lot of stuff that was going on. <laughs> right. And it shows you the kind of person he was, he is, he never says anything about it. Never, never says anything negative about it. And still hasn't. No. He still hasn't. And, and probably never will. He'll never say right. how bad it really was. <laughs> right. Wow. That, that was the, the team that went 2-10 and ten the year after he left was the exact same team. Exact same team. <laughs> exact same team. Same scheme. Same plays. And they couldn't, they couldn't catch a cold, let alone the football. <laughs> and, and they, I mean, they went two and ten, and very easily, it easily could have been zero and twelve. Right. Easily could have been, because they should have lost their Western Kentucky game. Right. And right. then, uh, and then it was, was yeah, Indiana State. They barely beat Indiana State, so it easily could have been zero and twelve. So that, I thought that was interesting that you said that that uh, that the tenor is so much different now. Because uh, you heard that a lot from a lot of uh, the national commentaries, um, but and I heard that some a little bit from behind the scenes, guys behind the scenes like yourself. But I, it's nice to be able to, to see the reality of that. So, you think though they have the one player this year, next year you're going to see like a boatload of players going into the NFL draft from U of L. You'll see it'll be more than one because I think Javi and Hawkins. I think he can come out after this. He'll be a true sophomore after this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a true sophomore going into this year. And so, because he, he, he's already, he's popping up on some Heisman watch list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he had an unbelievable season. Yeah, the monster. He's about funny yeah. kid. That kid's hilarious. He's tiny. Tutu Atwell will be another one. Love Tutu. Love Tutu. He'll be drafted. 
and like I said, Des Fitzpatrick, he'll, he'll be drafted most likely. And then on the, the defensive side, is still kind of winning. Um, Dorian Esther just won. Who could possibly, I think he'll be a junior this coming year. So he could possibly leave early. He, he might be better serving, staying off for you. But he's another player that you can see playing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a few more coming, coming behind Makai that I think he will see playing on Sunday. So he's getting a shot. So there was no pro day schedule or anything like that. There was no reason really to schedule a pro day because Makai did enough. He's gonna go. I, I, I'm, I'm on some draft boards. They got him top fifteen, and others they got him top ten. Uh, what are you hearing? So it's all over the place. I mean, yeah, I'm mostly top, no lower than fifteen is what I'm hearing. Right, and so I would. I mean, with Dallas's offensive line, I would love to see Dallas trade up and get him, but they probably won't. But yeah. <laughs> they got other, they've got other more pressing issues like defense. But he's he's going to be somebody. I think he could walk right in and start because he is so athletic, absolutely, and so big. <laughs> he's going he's going to have a long NFL career. And let me just say this: sitting at home. Watching the the combine that weekend, and and he runs that five one. I was my jaw to the floor. I was like, oh my god! Like I, don't people understand <laughs> how big he is. I mean, he's like he's like six <laughs> seven, six eight, like three hundred fifty pounds. I did a story two years ago on him and Tutu. Because Makai is the biggest player on the team, and Tutu is the smallest player on the team. Right. <laughs> and to see them two standing next to each other, it's hilarious. <laughs> I would imagine. Because <laughs> Tutu is what, 5'8", five, 5'6"? Five, he's probably, yeah, he's right in that range, 5'8", five, 5'7", five, yeah. somewhere in there. And tiny. <laughs> that joke is fast, though. Good God, he's fast. fast, and that is a good thing with Tutu. Now he's starting to get more comfortable with the media, so we're starting to see more of his personality in Tutu. That's good. That's good. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm I'm curious to see the the one thing projection I saw uh, today. One of the projections had him going to the Browns, so I'm I'm clearly not praying hard enough. Because um, <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anybody. That's just no. not what you want. <laughs> Though he'd be close, you know, to Louisville, but I, yeah, I just don't want him. Browns, yeah. Browns, Bengals, and the Texans. Those are three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't even need any of those type of situations. <laughs> well, yesterday, or I guess it was day before yesterday, uh, breaking news, Rick Pitino to Iona. Yeah. What is the what is the uh, temperature of Louisville? <laughs> the city of Louisville, of, as they hear, Patino to Iowa. They are, they're happy for them. The city's happy okay. for them. It, 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 it's, got, it's getting close to what I compare to Bobby Knight syndrome when it comes to Patino, uh, where a lot of these fans are having revisionist history because, like, because that's one of the reasons. One reason why I defend Chris Mack so much is because I hear you and that fans. Oh, Patino would have done this, and Patino would have done that. Sure. And I'm like, maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't. You don't know. He's gone. You got 
really good coach in there who took over a situation that was as bad as it gets. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and still right. was not out of the woods of NCAA stuff. And he came anyway. And so if anybody you need to be reading for right now, Chris Mack. <laughs> and in his second year, he had you ranked number one at one point this season. In his second year, coming off a year, when he, the, his first year got knocked out in the first round of the tournament. Year before that, you let him make the tournament. And so... Right. Right. Like, let's get let's get a grasp on reality around here. But like, well, people are generally happy. I thought that he was going to end up at Grand Canyon when they fired Dan Marley because he has talked glowingly about Grand Canyon since they played that game there. They played the at, they played at Grand Canyon. Yeah. What year was that? I want to say he was fourteen or fifteen. I think yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And. He would he would talk about he would bring up that that home environment and when they were even, you know later down the road and like I think he may have even compared their environment to Duke's environment. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's a little far fetched, but okay. <laughs> he, he's not afraid. He's not afraid of hot hurdles. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he would go. On and on about how much he loved them. Because they played Grand Canyon like three years in a row or something like they that. They did. They did. That they was weird. They played yeah. two here yeah. and one there. And so I was, not really, when they fired Harley, I just knew he was going to But he, um, he liked Iona too, though. Because he, he talked about Iona a little bit in the past, too. And so, I mean, I think when you feel Iona, I mean, <laughs> well, you know, interestingly, I did hear an interview uh, with Patino uh, with uh, Dan Patrick, and he talked about th- that he wanted a Catholic school. He wanted something small. It worked out that it was 25 minutes from his house in New York. So uh, I think it checked all the boxes. Now, Dan did ask him, uh, do you want to play U of L? And he said <laughs> definitively, no. No. no desire. I think there is a bitterness and an anger that U of L did not stand behind him more in this in the moment that all the stuff was unfolding. Uh, but I, I I think you know, like I know, while the city of U of L loved him. There are a lot of people yeah, that weren't crazy about it. Rick. Well, they got tired of it because you know, it was always something going on with U of L. Right. With, with, with the, the Katina Powell thing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Well, even before that, the, 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 the adultery thing. That was bad. Yeah, the Karen Cypress thing. Yeah, that then was bad. Of that, the, 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 and he also had, you know, he also had, a, had a player that was accused of rape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he I forgot was, he about that. That's right. Yeah, uh, he, he got out of he got he was a, I think that, that one got thrown out of court. But, yeah, that one got thrown out. But still, yeah, but then it's a lot of stuff. other stuff. <laughs> it was always something going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and putting you available a negative light. Because like, he wasn't fired for this or this thing. He was fired for the acute uh, accumulation of all of this stuff. Right, right. And so it, it was like enough. So enough. Right, and so I think it's a good fit. He's back home in New York, and because he, 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 he's still a good coach, and he, he, he'll have been winning, and you know the NCAA, 
as soon as Iona makes the tournament, they're going to pair them in, in the same bracket as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's let's go ahead and all prepare for that because that's going to happen. <laughs> right. You know, play Louisville, and then once they, you know, if one of those teams win, the winner will play Kentucky. That's going to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen. And then they'll sit there and say, and then they'll sit there and say they, they don't do that on purpose. Okay. No, no. It's they, not on purpose. It's just, we're just matchups. Matchups for the yeah, TV show. Yeah. They did that last year before the Minnesota game. Like, okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, Kendrick, I got to ask this question now, man. What are you going to do? Like, there's <laughs> no NCAA. There's no NCAA tournament. The, the Derby is moving in September. What are you going to do? Right. Man, <laughs> it's time to find as many stories as you possibly can. I'm on Mondays and Tuesdays are my days off. So tomorrow I'm going to, I don't know if you heard of Carlos Dixon. He's a local boxer. He's got, yes. he's got, he's got, a, he has a title. And, um, and he has a fight coming up in April in New York. So he's Maybe. tournament. Maybe. Right, right, let's, right. Let's just see how this plays yeah, out, Kendrick. He's, <laughs> right, right. He's got a fight scheduled, mate. Scheduled? Right, right. Boxing doesn't have the same mentality as Dana White. So let's just see how this plays out. Regardless, he's training. He's training, so, right. Yeah, there's a story. So there's a story. So well, that's one. I actually did a bowling story on Saturday where people were oh bowling. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did a bowling story. What was that about? About people bowling with coronavirus and being out here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bowling with coronavirus. Boy, we're gonna be we're gonna be stretching these next few weeks, these next few months, aren't we? And then, like yesterday, and then I also did a story. Uh, uh, this guy Corey Taylor, he's a, he trains he trains athletes from at all levels, and he has he has uh, a few enough athletes to come in there. Brendan Dillon he used to play for U of L, plays for the Texans. He trains with Corey, and so I did a story with him because he's training. He's got high school kids, yeah. and so um, I went over and did that. I did both of those on Saturday. And I said, I got Carlos lined up for tomorrow. Rest of the week? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can only, only do so many uh, Mackay Beckton stories, and uh, <laughs> it's going to get tight now. And, 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 and I think it's, even with that, you're at the mercy of U of L at that point. If they're going to right. do it. Right. Well, Mackay, if I, can, if, if I could get a hold of Mackay, I could probably set something up. Because I remember when. Jair Alexander, when he came out, I just set up something with him directly, and then he played with L. and so I'm going to do that. But well, brother, I wish I had that in the world. I, I, I as, as you know, we're both dealing with the same problem. So yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. at least my scope is a little bit broader. I, I got at least you know multiple teams I can go deal with, but <laughs> right. Kinda, Boxed in a little bit there. And, and, you know, you really don't want to drive anywhere to do these stories either. Right. Uh, the good thing is, is they're letting us, they, they want us to work from home. So, like, I'll go out and do a story and come back home and edit it from home. Oh, so that's, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So, you can binge watch on a couple of things. 
and I've been I've, I've been doing things like that for a while anyway, just because it's I can I like to be able to just come home and do my work and just be done. <laughs> so, okay. That be more that so most likely I won't have to go to the station except on days when I have to anchor. So that's good. Wow! Oh, wow! Well, man, I definitely appreciate you, man, and I appreciate you joining me today and and coming on and talking about your experience with the ACC tournament and and all the madness that's been going on. And uh, <laughs> make sure you wash your hands, Kendrick. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just wash your hands. <laughs> I've been doing that. Paper for the rest of us. <laughs> you know, the case days, I went to the gym yesterday. I'm like, I better get it in today because I know they're going to end up closing. Oh, yeah. Later on yeah. in the day, it's closed. <laughs> yeah. So, interestingly, here in, here in Texas, um, that Dallas, not, not in the county that I live in, but in Dallas, they've uh, closed the restaurants and bars for seven days. All the takeout and delivery. Yep. We did that yesterday, too. You did that yesterday too. So it's it's yeah. we're in a new normal, man, and it's gonna be this way probably next probably eight to ten, fifteen weeks. So we just gotta get ready for it, brother. Yeah, and how about Kentucky Derby is on a Saturday, September fifth, and U of L has their home opener in football Thursday, September second. Oh my god, can you imagine <laughs> the traffic for that? The traffic is going to be because you also have Thursday because I'm sure they're going to have to still do that. So yeah, the yeah. traffic is going to be a nightmare on Thursday. Yeah, because yeah, I think the Thunder got moved to late August, so they, it sounds like they're just shifting the plans down to the fall. But oh my God! Plus the school be starting. That oh Thursday for a, for a for a sports fan, that Thursday would be awesome. You can go and sit out at the track all day and then go over to the U of L game that night. And yeah, know, it's gonna be fantastic. Right across the street from each other for people who don't know that they're right across the street. But for us, that's gonna be a yeah, nightmare. It's, a nightmare. <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare. One <laughs> <laughs> of the last days of the year. <laughs> All right, because Oaks is still gonna be that Friday. If you go play at eight o'clock, I still have to be at the track for Oaks Day for for television stuff at like five in the morning. So. <laughs> and, and for those who don't know. The Derby is such a big deal that it's all hands on deck for media. So we're there yeah. from Thursday on. It, until the until the last horse crosses the line on Saturday, we're there. And they're and they're there Sunday morning to get the horse in the morning. After right. <laughs> yeah, get the Why we do that? I don't want to do it, but we do it. Oh goodness. <laughs> well, man, I will. Uh, be in contact, we'll be talking, especially as we get closer to the draft. Uh, that'll give us something to talk about. There you go. We'll talk about the draft. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hit me up, I mean, obviously I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, kid. You got appreciate you, man. No problem, brother. All right. Talk to you later. Well, that was Kendrick Haskins joining me on today's show on the uh, ACC podcast with Lloyd Spence here on the Believe Podcast Network. And we're going to be bringing you shows like this over the next few days and weeks, trying to be a little creative and come up with different things that we can discuss in regards to uh, everything ACC and, and uh, all of the things that are going forward here in sports. 
We're going to have to be a little creative, but we'll make that happen. And uh, we're also going to explore the Believe Podcast Network. So we're going to be bringing on, hopefully, some uh, of the wonderful hosts on the Believe Podcast Network and getting their opinions of what sports is or the lack of sports is like for them, especially in their particular uh, industries or genres or whatever they cover. So we'll get into all of that. So... Thank you for listening to the ACC with Lloyd Spence, and uh, I will get with you here later. All right. Thank you for going inside the ACC with my husband, Lloyd Spence, on the Believe Podcast Network. You can listen to more of the ACC with Lloyd Spence wherever podcasts are found. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.